All right, let's do this. How's everyone doing today? Good? Are you doing good? You're not doing so good? Well, I promise it's going to get better. It always gets better. You just got to keep pushing through, all right? On this week's episode of our podcast, Is Breakfast Included? I talk with my good friend, Robin Arthur. Robin is a painter based in Paonia, Colorado. Paonia. I never heard of it either, but uh, she told me all about it, how they got their name, um, how they had to drop a vowel from the name um, for some odd reason. It's a small community of about 1,500 people. It's kind of a mix of coal miners and farmers and hippies, and they all coexist, and it, she makes it sound like utopia, and I'm sure it is. Just, you know, don't be bringing a Starbucks there, okay? We don't need that. Uh, we talked a lot about her art from her Day of the Dead pet paintings that she started with. Um, they're amazing. You can see them at robinart.com to what she's doing now, which are she's painting chickens. And there's some pretty goddamn cool chickens, too. You should check them out. Um, we had a lot of fun. We caught up. We told stories about us. We told stories about art. And she told stories about Paonia. And she, like I said, she made it sound really cool. It was a great conversation, and I really hope you enjoy it. Let's check it out. All right. Tell everyone who you are. I am Robin Arthur. I'm um, a painter in Colorado, but I'm from Texas. Um, I mostly grew up in Texas, and I've somehow landed in this tiny little town in Colorado called Paonia. Paonia. I was going to mm -hmm. ask you how you pronounce that. Yeah, well, I think I say it incorrectly. I say it, um, you know, because I'm not from here, but it's um, Paonia. Paonia. <laughs> but I say Paonia because I like vowels, I guess. But um, <laughs> I like to make sure they all get attention, you know, each vowel one at a time. But it's Paonia, and it's um, the history, I believe, and I may be saying it incorrectly, but um, it was originally spelled P-A-E, P. -A -E, P P-A-E-O-N-I-A, -E but the post office said it was too many vowels to be legal or something like that. So they dropped an E and um and now it's just Paonia, but it means peony, the flower. Oh, okay. What it stands for. Um, it's just one of those quirky American stories. And something interesting about it is that it's like a big hippie um epicenter of all rich kids who ride trains and jump off of them and pretend they're poor and they go to this um grave a lot of floppy hats there lots of floppy hats lots of dogs on ropes um uh busking on our one block all of that it's like a it's a microcosm of a city of these kids and they're doing a pilgrimage to um a man named Terrence McKenna who was um Maybe, um, I don't know how to say this. He did a lot of research on mushrooms. Um, psil psil I don't know, magic mushrooms. Psilocybin? And, yeah, psilocybin and LSD and stuff like that. And he was born and raised here and is buried here. So we have this like hippie contingent in this town that's kind of funny to me, um, which makes it seem very Portlandia. Um that it's a coal mining town and a farm and ranch area. But then because of that mushroom guy, there's this big um, and the organic uh, agricultural movement and all that. There's this kind of, uh, it's like half pure hippies, 
and half, you know, coal miners and ranchers. And so it makes for an interesting mix, mix of people. And it's really a really creative community. So I'm glad I'm here. Cool. But um, I live way everyone, up. Everyone coexists pretty well there. Yeah, everybody coexists. Um, I live out in the country on a mesa above the town. So I kind of feel like I can almost like I'm watching a football game or something. And I can kind of look down into the valley and imagine all the, the hippies and cowboys. Like <laughs> I got a chessboard, you know, um, and I just, you know, stay out of the fray. But um, it's a really interesting, interesting, cool little town uh, for sure. So that's where I am now is Paonia, Colorado. Is there a lot of weed there? So much weed. Um, <laughs> I think we're allowed, it's either 12 or 24 plants we can just grow in Colorado in your yard. And uh, we have three dispensaries. And the town is like 1,500 people. I was going to say, uh, it's a lot of dispensaries for just such a small town. Well, I don't even know why the dispensaries are here because everybody grows weed uh, at certain times of the year. Uh, uh, I don't live in town anymore, but you can just smell it all over town like a, a cloud. And right. um, I can smoke weed, <laughs> but um, it's just not my style. But uh, I mean, I practice sometimes and I try, but um, I just don't, I'm not into it. But uh, people give it to me. So I have jars of it, you know, in my pantry and stuff. And I don't even know. Like, <laughs> it's a very Colorado problem to have. But um, it just sits there in my pantry. I don't, I don't I, maybe I'll just, feed it. Do they just give it to you to give it to you? Or is it like a bartering thing? Like, No, just to be like, maybe if you show up to somebody's house for dinner with a bottle of wine. Uh, oh, here, okay. it might be like a, a bag of weed or, oh, you know, try this new strain of weed that I made or what. I don't even know the terminology for it, but so um, I have it. And it's, it's, I mean, I'm looking at my pantry over there. There's a big jar, mason jar full of weed, but um, that's just Colorado. It's very different from Texas. You know, right. nobody has a fear of prison, you know, connected to weed and, unless they're selling it, I guess, um, outside of a dispensary. But yeah, it's a super, there's a strain of weed called um, Paonia Purple that is famous, I guess. Um, So a lot of people come here because of that. I think we've had a couple of rainbow gatherings, you know, where all the hippies like hippie together. Um, They do that (laughs) out in the country. We had a couple of those here. Yeah. So as an artist from Texas, I, I kind of feel like I kind of ride the line a little bit between uh, creative and uh, definitely not conservative, but a creative and a um, Texan, you know, yeah. and I can kind of and, and artists are usually pretty good at blending into in with different um, types of people anyway. Yeah. So I think being from Texas is probably a little bit of a security blanket for me here. Um. But yeah, to answer your question in a really long-winded way, so much weed. And pay on it. It's a lot. Yeah. And I'm just I'm just not into it though. It's just not my thing. Yeah. Well, we you and I were talking earlier before we uh before we started recording how we met. You and I met <laughs> in Denton, Texas, uh at a telemarketing firm. Yeah. Uh, that that we both worked at. Um yeah. and were you a painter then? Um, gosh, I want to, s- Bernie. I have no idea what I was doing then. 
I have done so much. So would that would that have been the mid nineties? We met in ninety three. You and I met in ninety three. Okay, so my daughter was four, which means I lived in that apartment. I don't think I was being an artist. I may have been. Um, I used to get old furniture kind of off the street or at yard sales and repaint it and sell it, like paint it all cool and crazy and. Um, with a lot of the similar designs that I use now. Um, I may have been doing that then. Uh, do you remember me being an artist back I then? Don't, I don't remember <laughs> you being an artist. I remember okay. a lot of things about things that we did together. Like I remember yeah. the first time you invited me over your house and we watched TV and ate cereal. Good times. Yeah, yeah good times. <laughs> uh, um, I remember going to shows together. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So many and, rock shows. Yeah. yeah. So when I ever, you know, when you started painting or when you started showing your art on social media, like I didn't know if it was just something because of social media, you had always done it. Oh, yeah. So I do have an art degree from the University of North Texas. And I had started um, in 1988 as an art major, actually. Um but then I had to leave school because I had a child and and uh, I couldn't work school and mom. I couldn't do all three. There's just I couldn't. I'm just I don't know. That's too much, too much. So I stopped school for a while, but I did have an intention of being an artist. I don't know what happened in the 90s. I did, you know, like painting the furniture and all that. I was so tired and busy and um, working and I Bernie, I I have had 56 jobs that I can remember. Okay. So I was busy and I was, you know, cooking dinner every night, bathing my daughter, feeding her, tucking her in, reading stories, hanging, trying to hang out and be a normal 20 something with you, you guys and you and Mike and everybody. I don't know. I can't remember them. I can't remember if I was arting back then or not. But I definitely I got my degree in 2000. So in 1998, I said, I'm just going to take student loans. I'm going to quit working. I'm going to finish this GD degree. I'm going to get it done. And um, I chose art. Okay. And um, that is when then I became the um, program coordinator for the Greater Denton Arts Council a few years later. Mm -hmm. And then. I started doing um, graphic design projects for people around Denton, um, you know, just marketing pieces, postcards, ad advertising, uh, doing a lot of sales. But I didn't start seriously painting until about 2013, 2012. So, okay. still <laughs> well, that's, that's about the time I started seeing you really uh, promote your paintings. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. What 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 would you call that style that you were doing then? Well, back then, so when I first started painting, I was living in Lagrange, Texas, which you know the ZZ Top song. That song is based in reality, and um, and that's a really cool little town in Texas. And um, I was living there in my trying to find a job, which was I've always <laughs> to add to your list right. of jobs. And um, all I have ever done is try to find a job. Like, for I mean, I've been working since 
as long as I can remember, just doing whatever I could to get by. And uh, and I was in LaGrange trying to find a job again. And I was applying for jobs all over Texas at universities uh, because I had left a job at a university as a being an um, event planner and marketing specialist, <laughs> which I totally lied to get that job. Do you remember um, Matt Bethay? Did you ever know him? He was my boss. He was in some heavy metal band in Denton. The name sounds really familiar, but. Yeah, super nice guy. But he hired me because he remembered me from a telemarketing job in like 91. (laughs) Telemarketing was all the rave in the early 90s. I know. I know. I even had like three telemarketing jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I worked at Mark. Did you ever work there? Market market research. And they would give you um, a coffee mug and and an ashtray. Uh, they, they at least for me, when, like on your first day, <laughs> and you could sit there and smoke cigarettes and drink coffee. That's so weird. But um, but yeah, so um, I lost the UNT job because I moved, and um, I was trying to get it to get back to your question. I was trying to get uh another similar job, and my cousin Cher in Lagrange said, "Can't you draw?" And I said, "Well, yeah, you know," and she was like why don't you, why don't you paint? Why don't you try to sell your art for a job? And I just said, Oh yeah, right. You know, that's the dumbest, like that's impossible. And it is impossible. I wouldn't advise it, but um, (laughs) it really is. It's really hard. It's not a job for the week. And, um, and she said, and she said the Dia de los Muertos holiday is super trendy right now. And they're selling like skull everything at target and it's a big holiday down in texas and uh, a mexican holiday real big in texas and and uh she said why don't you paint dogs in that style people love their dogs and they love dia de los muertos so just paint day it which means day of the dead in english um paint day of the dead dogs and people will buy them and they did and that's it People were like, can you paint my chihuahua like this? Can you paint my bulldog like this? Can you paint my pit bull? Can you paint my cat? Can you... And uh, and that's how I started the business. Just thank you, Cher. <laughs> I owe her a free painting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really do. And it's in my mind always. Pa- paint something for Cher, you know, to thank her for kind of getting me going down this path. Yeah. And so sure. it did really well. Those paintings did really well. Yeah, they did well in San Antonio. I, um... I think I've done about five, painted about 500 dogs, cats, mostly dogs, then cats, some farm animals and wildlife, um, even some reptiles, fish, dragon. Um, yeah, and um, all kinds of animals. I probably painted about 20 people in that style, which are really hard. It's really hard for me to paint people. Um, I get nervous because it's, you know, a Labrador retriever. You can, there's some wiggle room to make some mistakes, but with a human being, if you just get a tiny angle of the lift of their eye incorrect, it might look like their sister instead of them or whatever, you know, so you got to get it right. Um, And then when I moved to Colorado in 2016 or 15, whenever I moved here, uh, there wasn't the market for the day of the dead stuff. Um, The, the, uh, popularity of that holiday just hasn't the flood the Mexican wave hasn't really hasn't made its way to reached Colorado. Area. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. I mean, it's any day now, you know. But uh, 
but it's uh, not here quite yet. So um, that's when I switched. It'll to, be there with tacos. Yeah. Well, I, I'll know when tacos are no longer $12 that the Mexican wave has hit. But right <laughs> now, they're still like a delicacy. <laughs> you know, it's like sushi. You can get a sushi roll or a taco, you know. But, um, you know, for the same price. But, uh, but yeah, so I had to switch from my Day of the Dead stuff, which I was, you know, who cares? Like, I'm very pliable when it comes to, like I said, I've had 56 jobs. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And I have confidence in my art and my talent that I could just, I can just switch, you know, and paint something else. So then I started painting uh, um, abstracts. And I think I've sold, God, I probably already sold about a hundred of those. And, um, and then when I moved out into the country where I live currently in like 2020, I guess, 2021, I started painting landscapes and um, doing pretty well with those too. And, um, oh, and chickens. I just thought everybody loves chickens, right? Is that behind you? Is that one of yours? Oh, yeah. That those I'm still working on that one, but I just sold it to one of the little guy movers, one of the owners. Oh, really? Did you ever know Chris Holly? Uh, no. It was Chris, Marcus, and uh, Chad. Um, super cool guys, old friends, and um, Chris just bought yesterday that painting. Oh, right on. I use them. I use them when I move from Frisco to Denton. I use little guy movers. Yeah, I've used them too. My parents always try to. Every, we all, you know, we try to represent Denton. But they have franchises all over, you know, college towns everywhere. You know, not everywhere, but I'm going to say maybe 30 or something yeah. franchises now. But yeah, so I just sold that chicken. I um I started painting chickens about three years ago. And it was the same thing. It was kind of, you got to flow with art. I mean, the, the only artists who can afford to just paint the same thing over and over again and everybody loves it are people who, in my opinion, have somebody else paying their bills. A husband, a wife, a grandma, a trust fund, um, random rich person that they're friends with or whatever. But if if you're like me and you don't have <laughs> a husband, a wife, a trust fund, a um, grandparent or a rich friend, um, you have to go with the flow and, and change what you do. And so um, I just, I don't know what got me on chickens. I really can't even remember now, but w- once I realized that people loved chickens and would buy a chicken painting, even a, a big one like that one. Yeah. Um, uh, I Now I just want to paint chickens all the time because A, they're fun to paint. <laughs> they're super fun to paint and B, people like them. I, yeah. I even have one that's, wrapped around a gondola in Telluride right now, uh, right in the main, um, it's called Mountain Village. It's a, like a, Telluride's the old town. And then above Telluride, if you ride this gondola up the hill. The free gondola? Yeah. There's, yeah. Uh, there's I've been a, on that gondola. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Um, there's like a brand new Disney town. It's all new construction. It's brand new. It's where um, all the hotels and restaurants and uh-huh. all that are. Um, I have, they have dining, dining gondolas that are heated that have been retired. And they're just in this little circle in the town center up there. And uh, one of my roosters that I named Josie Wells, <laughs> um, he's wrapped all around the gondola, which is like 
super cool honor for me to know that people and families and dogs and kids are all sitting inside my chickens having dinner in their <laughs> ski outfits or whatever. <laughs> and um, the original of that painting is hanging in a house in Bermuda, of all places. Um, so, yeah, my chickens are far and wide. <laughs> right on. Right yeah. on <laughs> They're everywhere, which is cool. I'm proud so, of them. Uh, so being in uh, Peonia, did I say it right? Good. Yes. So you're, you're doing landscapes. You're doing chickens. Like, is it, is, is everyone there? It seems like it's like a, everyone there is a creative. Oh yeah. Pretty much everybody I know is a creative. Almost everybody I know. Is, is a it a very encouraging community? Yeah, it's very, um, yeah. I mean, it's very creative. It's surprisingly creative, which is why I moved here. There's an artist residency here called Elsewhere. Uh-huh. And um, it's in this big old house that's been converted into an artist residency. And um, it caught my eye because the the, tam- the name of the town is so magical sounding, Paonia, you know, it sounds so pretty. And then there's an artist residency called Elsewhere. And it just sounds so so uh, mythical and magical around here and because and and then when I I got here it really is kind of like that that kind of town but um it seems like everybody is an artist everybody they're either they're either creating visual art or they're creating um their art is their food um or their farm or their orchard or their vineyard uh, everybody's creative in their own way and it's super um, uh, supportive of all these people. None of us are in jobs that are super lucrative, yeah. but we're all passionate about what we do. And um, you know, I have some some friends here who have they're young. Um, you know, they're just working every day at their winery. It's brand new and it's winning awards all over all over the place, United States. And uh, they're just kicking butt, you know. And everybody. If even if we can't afford to buy support them monetarily all the time, there's um because we're artists and we can't buy you know fine wine every day, but um, we can support them you know emotionally and we can uh, support them with positivity you know and spreading the word. So it, it's a very welcoming community and um, supportive of the arts in that way for sure. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, is it kind of like Marfa? Yes. It is like Marfa. I, except for Marfa has all this uh, LA and New York money yeah. uh, and Peonia has none of that. So, but I went to Marfa last year with my friend, Sean Guerrero, who's a sculptor here in Colorado. And we share, um, well, it's his space, but I show my art there in this uh, big warehouse um, gallery living space that he has. And we did a road trip to Texas and went to Marfa because he wanted to see it. I personally wasn't that interested in it, but he, I mean, I just had no, I've never had any interest in Marfa, but um, he, he did. So we went and um, it's Marfa's cool. It's just um, the divide between the has and the have nots seems bigger there. Maybe because it's the town is more poor mm-hmm. from the start um, than Paonia is. And so you'll see, um, you know, Los Angeles looking rock and roll people, you know, all just hair and the floppy hats and boas and running around in their, their um, what do you call it? It's one, 
onesie um, jumpers or whatever that you'd see a pilot wearing jumpsuit. Yeah, jumpsuit. But but with like a super expensive brass zipper up the front and aviators and then like tall stiletto boots and stuff. And then that'll be right next to like a migrant family, (laughs) you know, or, or like some random chihuahua or chicken running down the, running across the street, you know? So Marfa's has a bigger divide. I think it's worth the trip to go. If you have a lot of time to drive. Have you been there? I've never been there. There's no people from Texas aren't, aren't as excited about Marfa as people from everywhere else in the world, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. um, It does have the Chinati foundation and a lot of New York money. So, and a couple of big hotels. But other than that, it's just like Paonia. Okay. Yeah. And it has a little public radio station like we do um, with local DJs and all that cute stuff. So they're like sister cities, I think, in weirdness for sure. Yeah. I mean, Mark is cool. It's cool. It's it's in a, it's a very, uh, the light is really beautiful. I'd like to, you know, paint the scenery. Yeah. Uh, there's something electric about the light out there in the desert. Um, but I, I probably won't go back. Hang on. Yeah, there's only so much you can see. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I'd go back if I had a helicopter or, or some a way to get there much faster. Than a, than a road trip. Yeah, it's like four hours from Fredericksburg and four hours from El Paso. You know, it's just there's nothing out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I've never been. I've I you know I've heard people talk about it, but never yeah. been. So they, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say as a as a an independent artist um are there times when like you're like you're painting your chickens and they're just flying like you can't they're sold by the time you finish them are there times when you've got like three or four that haven't sold and you're like yeah start (laughs) start worrying uh i never start worrying because i can always just paint more um i typically only paint on commission so for me to just, it's rare that I just paint for fun um, and, and in hopes that someone will buy the painting. Um, I usually, I like to be paid first before I do a painting uh, because otherwise I'll, I'll get into my head. Like, why am I even doing this? I haven't even gotten paid because I feel like I'm doing a service without, you know, it's like I'm mowing the lawn for someone without even knowing if they're going to pay me. Why would you do that? Right. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just like any, anything else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So for me doing a painting without knowing whether I'm going to get paid, I only do that a few times a year. Um, And that's when I just want to paint something that I want to paint. Um, I do. Having said that, I do have a lot of abstracts lingering around, but those are kind of fun. They don't take very long and they're kind of just fun and free and and no pressure. Um, I can, you know, drink some wine and play some tool or whatever and just like blast it and do an abstract. But for the, you know, this, this, uh, chicken painting back here that you mentioned that you can see I think I've been working on it for two months but I just had a feeling it was going to sell immediately because it's really good and sometimes you just know that something's um, good I have three other chicken paintings that you can't see over my other shoulder that I've had for two years just sitting there I finally brought them home from the gallery because I said you know I'm, I'm starting to get embarrassed <laughs> That people would remember, like, didn't I see that chicken two years ago? So, um, yeah, so I just brought them home. I'll sell them, but, yeah, later, you know. Right on. Yeah. Well, I can see it from here, and it looks, just through the uh, the Zoom screen, 
I can see the detail. It's a really cool painting. Oh, that thing. I've been at, I have no idea how many hours I've worked on that. Um, I planned on asking you about it when you answered the call or when you came into the Zoom. Yeah, I, I try to time them and then I forget to. Um, I know I listened to one 18-hour audiobook way in the early stages of it. And um, I would say, and that was after I'd already drawn it and everything. So probably another 10 hours before the book even. So, and then probably multiply that by five or six times, you know, yeah. uh, just getting into it. And the thing, that's the thing that um, is hard with uh, trying to sell art online, like I do mostly, is that you, you know, people are seeing my art in the palm of their hand in their iPhone and you can't, it looks like a cartoon, you know, you can't see all the texture and the detail and the line work and all that. So that that is definitely a drawback of living in this tiny town is there aren't um there's not enough foot traffic you know on the artwork how how long did it take you when you started painting for profit painting for living uh, mm-hmm. how long did it take you to really like I, I i had another artist friend of mine on here and i said you know what how do you how do you determine how much you charge and mm-hmm. she couldn't really she goes you just got to add up like how much time and supplies and you it's really hard like how long did it take you like when you first started painting what did your average painting sell for like the first one did you sell like i'm gonna ask a hundred and somebody paid it you're like oh i should ask 200 exactly that's actually what happened so i was just flying blind i had no idea what to do i typically it may be a fault um i i all painters sell their art differently and um and decide on their prices differently. But um, I just don't have the time or care to try to calculate the supply cost versus the square inches versus the this versus the that uh, depreciation and, and all these terminology. I, in my mind, and this may come from the telemarketing background, I'm more <laughs> that it's always haunting me, right? Um, but I'm always kind of more of the salesy, like, okay, this guy looks like he could, he could paint, he could pay this much, but he's in this town. So maybe not, or this lady, you know, I'm, I, it's just like a telemarketing call. Right. You're just in, um, I don't always do that. I mean, I have set prices on my website and all that, but uh, I almost kind of like the game in a way of sales. That's probably that damn telemarketing because yeah. And and I've I've I have a problem. It's a flaw, I think, of randomly just lowering my prices by eighty percent just to see if anybody's paying attention to my website or my social media. I'll be like flash sale, ninety percent off or whatever. Um, and, I mean, how else am I going to know? You know, I mean, right. you can see the statistics, but emotionally, how am I going to know whether people even like something or not? If I do a couple of those flash sales and nobody buys anything, I am a hundred percent sure that people hate it. <laughs> and so I just, I just change gears. You know, you gotta flow and not be too, um, at least for me, not be too attached to uh, a price system. Now, having said that, you know, my, I think my, I don't know what my prices on my website are right now for my pet portraits, but I remember in Lagrange, the first one I did was eighty nine dollars for a 12 by 12 inch portrait, which probably took me 20 hours or something. <laughs> and uh, and I just didn't know what people would pay. 
And I think now those are like a thousand dollars or something. And uh, I can, you know, go home if I, at that size, it probably should be more that you know, since I've been doing it so long, but I want to, I want to still have an accessible price point for yeah. real people, which that is actually inaccessible for a lot of people, but it's, you know, I don't want to, I'm not a charity. I can't give it away. I, I'm doing the work, you know, Yeah. but um, so I, my, my price is custom painting. Oh, it's totally custom. And sometimes, you know, the emails and all the time that gets the, you know, with the customer and back and forth on photos and negotiating price or the size or just kind of helping them figure out which picture they want to use and all that, all that is time. Yeah. You know, that I need to to mentally roll into the cost of the painting. Um, so you know, I, I treat it more like a a product, I guess, in a way. Um I am going to do more of these chickens though, just because, uh, like I said, that they're more marketable. People like them. People love chickens. They represent things in all cultures all over the world. Um, so they're very meaningful to people. They're food. They're funny. They're dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, they're just interesting. So I will do more of those kind of on the fly and experiment with, um, you know, raising my prices and, and that sort of thing and seeing what the market will bear for my chickens. But, uh, <laughs> and, and a lot of that depends on um, not only on the economy, but, on, you know, where I'm marketing, how I'm marketing, how I'm presenting them. It's just art is a business, you know, it's, it's a business. And if you, yeah. I mean, I can talk about it for hours. I really can. Yeah. 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 I, I, I bet you could. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before I forget to ask you, what is your website and social media and all that? So my webpage is robinart.com and that's R-O-B-I-N-A-R-T.com. Uh, social media, um, my Instagram is, is I used to be Robini Art, uh, which was R-O-B-I-N-I-A-R-T. Um, but I recently purchased the domain Robin Art. So I'm migrating. So my Instagram is still Robini Art, which is Instagram.com um, slash r-o-b-i-n-i-a-r-t.com and then i have another instagram that's um i try to make more geared towards my landscapes and abstracts and that handle is um instagram and then it's the at r-o-b-i-n-a-r-t-h-u-r-a-r-t so that one's robin arthur art and the same goes with facebook robini art and robin arthur art but the main um the main website is just robinart.com. And can they get everything? Can they get to your Instagram, your Facebook, and yep. all that from robinart.com? Yep. Yeah. And they can even, even if they put in a robiniart.com, it's forwarded over there. So hopefully I can get that, um, all that migration done. I've been trying to buy robinart.com for 10 years and I finally got it. So I'm super pumped about that, but it was expensive too, but I got it. And um, what else is there? What's another? Another way they can reach me. Oh, my Etsy store is um, robiniart.etsy.com. And so that's R-O-B-I-N-I-A-R-T dot Etsy, E-T-S-Y dot com. And in that store, I have reproductions of, all, you know, tons of my paintings um, as prints on paper, canvas, um, on pillowcases. Um, you know, cute little necklaces with some of my horses and things like that on them. Uh, so all the um, 
reproductions, lower end gift type of items are at my Etsy store. And then you can commission a pet portrait, uh, wildlife, chicken, whatever you want at robinart.com. Right on. And you encourage that, right? Oh my God, I encourage it so much. (laughs) And I want to tell anybody who's listening, if you commission a pet portrait from me, um, I'm not just, it's not like you're just purchasing something on Amazon. You're going to get to know me. We talk on the phone. We email back and forth. We text. um, We go back and forth photos of your animal. I want to hear stories about your animal, um, whether it be a big horse or a a tiny little lizard or or your favorite golden retriever or whatever whatever it may be. Um, And a lot of my customers have become friends of mine and um, people I can laugh with and share memories with and, and things like that. So it's fun to um, get to know my customers and for them to get to know me and, um, and get to know their pets, you know, and I always do a better portrait if I know a lot about the animal. So like Barney, for instance, (laughs) with your dog, I would probably paint it like lolling on its back or something. (laughs) just from seeing her here right right yeah i would picture her like you know lolling on her back and relaxing she looks very relaxed (laughs) but you know how's she doing over there she's passed out right now (laughs) she's lolling yeah but yeah i love i love um you know taking commissions and all that and i'd love for people to to reach out to me with any questions they have well dude thank you so much for doing yeah, this. Yeah, it's fun. I know the, the last time I saw you is about 10 years ago. We had breakfast in San Antonio. We had breakfast tacos. Yeah. Those were the last good breakfast tacos I've had. Which they they don't they don't know anything about breakfast tacos. You say breakfast taco up here and they look at you like you're crazy. And then you just like punch them in the throat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I remember that place. It was an old water burger. I remember yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, and you were there with the band and um, came and sat with Henry and me. And, and you and Henry were like brothers. Within <laughs> minutes. Within I know. Minutes. I have jealousy of that sometimes. <laughs> within minutes, it's like, dude, I, we've known each other all our lives. Y'all were the same guy. That was hilarious. <laughs> you really were. It was funny. Yeah, he moved to Colorado. Yeah, you told me. You told Did I tell me. you that? Yeah, so he's here now. This is wild. But, um, but yeah, that was fun. Well, let me know how this goes. I'll let you. I'll let you get going. I'd... Yeah, I have one more question. Oh, sure. This this podcast it's called "Is Breakfast Included?" See? Yes. <laughs> and if we if we were having breakfast, what would you have? Oh man! Well, there would be that. First of all, there'd be that coffee they have in San Antonio at the Mexican restaurants. I don't know what they put in it, but it's better than the restaurants here. Yeah. I don't know what that is, what brand that coffee is, or if there's cinnamon. Not, it's not cinnamon, but we'd be having that kind of coffee. I don't want to say breakfast burritos, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna say breakfast burritos, and I'm mine is gonna have, it's gonna be on those thick, white, fluffy tortilla, flour tortilla that the flour sort of feels like sand oh. on your fingers. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. My mouth is water and maybe some butter on there and then eggs jalapenos uh maybe some sausage and uh, definitely potatoes and cheese and just a cup of that coffee it's so right. good yeah that'd be perfect yeah right yeah we'll have to meet there someday yeah <laughs> at that same restaurant we went to before 
I yeah. loved it that day, you know. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. yeah. Is well, that what you, you what would you have? I'm gonna turn the tables on you. Oh, well, if you listen, I did an episode where my partner she interviewed me. I love pancakes. Oh pancakes, yeah. Bacon, uh regular syrup. I'm not a maple syrup. I don't see the whole craze about maple I know. syrup. Well, I just like I like uh butterworth from the store, you know. Yeah, right. Walmart but I like my butter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like my butter melted um, and oh, syrup, too. and 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 I I I recently quit drinking coffee, but I guess I would have coffee or orange juice. I've taken up orange juice. Yeah, orange juice. Okay, I'm I down with that. that. I haven't okay. had a pancake in like a year. Yeah, I love them. It's too healthy here where I live. If, if my doctor let me have pancakes all day, I would eat pancakes all day. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Yeah, you inspired me. I think about you all the time. You you being so healthy. Yeah. It, you're you inspired me with your your healthy being healthy stories last time I saw you. Uh, well, that was that was the last time. My health has gone. Mm, <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Yeah, yeah. Well, good, good. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, well it was good talking to you. It was good seeing you. You too, and Barney. We'll definitely keep in touch. I'll send you this as soon as it's ready. All right. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Bye. Bye. See ya. All right. Robin Arthur. Uh, That was a lot of fun. It was fun for me. I hope it was fun for you. I learned a lot about Paonia, how to pronounce the name. Um, You can check out her paintings at RobinArt.com on Instagram, RobinArthurArt, at RobinArthurArt. Go check it out, man. Buy a painting. Or share it with somebody who appreciates art. You know, uh, every independent artist, painter, musician, whatever, podcaster, uh, deserves support. So let's give it. You know, these big companies, man, they don't need your money. I don't know why I have to stress that. They don't need your money. Spend it on your friends. Spend it on the indie artist. On that note, I want to thank everyone who visited our merch store, isbreakfast.bigcartel.com, and purchased a shirt. We really appreciate it. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, guys, I'm done. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.